the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Intelligent. Conservative. The answer. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Welcome to tonight's Andrea K. Show. It is Friday Eve. Thank Jesus. Yes, thank you indeed. Um, before we get started on tonight's Andrea K. Show, and I'm super excited to have you guys here with me because this is not just any Friday Eve. This is actually the birthday of the greatest branch of U.S. military. Of course, I'm talking about the U.S. Marines, baby. I'm the proud daughter of two Marines, and I believe it was 247 years ago today the U.S. Marines were born. The baddest of the baddest. And let me tell you, as and the Marines are the one branch by the way, unlike the other ones that never retire. Marines say that once they are a Marine, they are always a Marine. In fact, my mama has a T-shirt and the proud daughter of two Marines. I was born at Lejeune. Mama has a T-shirt that says, not as mean, not as lean, but still a Marine. All righty. So uh, let's uh, to all of you Marines out there besides my parents, I want to give a shout out to you guys. You guys are always the first you were the baddest, known as the toughest. Lots of different nicknames for Marines, from the Leathernecks and the Jarheads, etc. But whatever you call yourself, and of course you always call yourself a Marine till you die, we just want to give, I want to give a personal shout out to my favorite branch of the U.S. military. Say how much I love you all, how much we appreciate the sacrifices that you have made for, for our country. And as the saying goes, for all of the branches, um, uh, all give some and some give all. And it's important that we remember tomorrow's Veterans Day, but even tonight, as we continue to wait the results in some critical key races for the United States, it's important to remember that these are the people that fought to preserve our freedoms. And without our votes, you know, it's our job as Americans. How do we, you know, the, the U.S. military, whatever the branches, they go around the world, right, to fight for freedoms. Whether it's, whether it's uh, saving the world from fascism, saving the world from communism, right? It's at, they're, they're fighting for our freedoms around the world. We need to fight for our freedoms here. And our vote protects those freedoms. And we're going to talk about that a lot tonight. There's my favorite hymn. By the way, little known Andrea K. fact. Uh, people don't play organs anymore, right? But I had a tr- I had an organ when I was a kid, and the first song I ever learned to play in the organ was the Marine Corps hymn. And if y'all are good to me tonight, I might actually sing a little bit for that uh, of that song for you <laughs> for you guys tonight. I'm getting a little hairy eyeball from some peeps in the studio. If you are a U.S. Marine, I want to hear from you tonight. I want you to call in and tell me you're a Marine. I want you to tell me where you went through basic, whether it was Camp Pendleton, whether it was MCRD here, whether it was P- Paris Island, PI back in South Carolina. I would love for you to call in. Tell me what years you served 
where you were stationed, if you fought in any battles, what you did for us, and so I can thank you for your service. 888-344-1170, 888-344-1170. Bringing in my partner in crime every night of the week who fights with me every night. We're doing our part here in the Andrea K. Show to fight for our freedoms, by the way. And one of the things we, we talk about a lot is not just, uh, that that's not just what MAGA is about, fighting for our freedoms, but also talking about the fact that nothing matters if our elections don't matter. That is our, our right as an American citizen. It's what has set us apart from the rest of the world. And the man who fights with me every night of the week is here. It's DJ Potato Skins. Today, I'm proudly announcing six brand new initiatives to propel this new era of American energy dominance. First, DJ Potato Skins. DJ Potato Skins. Thank you, Mr. President. We will continue, Andrea, every day to speak the truth on the elections, no matter how it shakes out. Yeah, in fact, there's so many lies happening right now in regards to what's going on with the midterms, what's going on with the counting that's happening, what we should be learning from it in terms of doing an autopsy afterwards and trying to dissect what happened and what lessons we can learn because it was not the red wave that many people told us to expect. I didn't what I didn't expect that two days after the midterms, when we still have the number one MAGA candidate in the country, Carrie Lake, yet to be declared, of which I believe she will be, the next governor of the state of Arizona, and uh, before she's had an opportunity to take her victory lap as the number one MAGA candidate, I did not expect the lies about Trump and about MAGA to be coming from the Republican Party and not just the Republican Party, current leadership, past leadership, those supposedly from that are Republicans and conservatives in the media to continue to be in unison, kind of like what the Democrat Party does when they've got to push a narrative where everybody within the party and formerly of the party and, and the mouthpieces in the media all in unison touting a false narrative that they're pushing. And that's what's happening today. And uh, in regards to current Republicans in charge, former Republicans in charge, and so-called conservatives and even so-called MAGA conservatives in the media today, all pushing the false narrative that Trump is to blame, that Tuesday was a disaster, number one. Number two, that whatever uh, shortcomings we, we had in terms of results is all Trump's fault. And let me tell you guys one thing. Y'all know that I have been critical over Trump. I was critical of him as, as a president and some of the decisions that he made. Uh, and, and But because that's just who I am as a person, first of all. Um, I, I believe that our elected officials are employees that we've hired. And I believe that they need to be evaluated in terms of how they're doing their job. And they need to be making adjustments. They're like, never going to be perfect. They're never going to be perfect. I said that Trump, when he went to D.C., faced two opposition uh, opposition parties. And so we needed to adjust our expectations. We didn't even know at that point the extent of the deep state and how it was weaponized against him and what their plans were to do to remove him from office. Um, but I, 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 I have always said that I do not form emotional attachments with politicians, that I expect them to be like employees and I evaluate them like employees. I expect them to make adjustments or not be rehired. And that's and I and so any criticisms I've had of Trump were just in terms of evaluating him. It doesn't mean and 
but and it also doesn't mean by the way that I don't support him going forward it means that we have to objectively look at him and his time and, and and what he did and give him credit for the things that he did great and well and and ask him to make adjustments going forward that's exactly what I did in my time as a corporate salesperson I uh, you know I uh, believe in uh, my uh, I applied I and to Trump and all elected officials the same things I applied to myself and it was self-assessment I never came out of a sales call where I did not sit down in the car by myself and look at myself and what went on and evaluate what did I do well what did I achieve what were my areas of opportunity and what did I need to do better in order to achieve my goals? And if I am willing to do that with myself, then I'm going to do that against others who I've hired to do a job, right? And there's a lot of arguments to be made as we evaluate going into 2024 who we want to be the nominee for the Republican Party going forward. And there's a lot of arguments to be made. But Trump being blamed, but it should not be based on anything related to blaming Trump for the results of the midterm elections. That's nonsense. If you want to make an argument about Trump going forward in 2024 because you don't like personnel decisions he made. Yeah, you that's felt like thing. That's one thing. But to try to blame him. On what planet do you think that somebody who hasn't held office in two years is and doesn't hold the purse strings, not running any campaigns, he's not the head of the RNC, he's not the head of the RNC senatorial campaign. Yeah, great campaign. comment. Purse strings. How about we blame Mitch McConnell? Well, the, he's not. The people that are blaming Trump today for the failures of the midterms are the people who were directly responsible for the midterms. The piling on of Trump is being done by people that are that are far worse than than a far more of an enemy to you in this nation than anybody with a letter of Democrat behind their names. Because, I, you know, I expect a Democrat to try to destroy this nation. I expect a Democrat to try to stop the people's agenda, the MAGA agenda, which is bigger than Trump. It's bigger than DeSantis. It's bigger than any individual, because what it's about is about America first. Our Republican colleagues up up in Washington are supposed to be fighting for us, Andrea, not against us. While they are today in unison with their mouthpieces, like at Fox News, which makes me sick to my stomach today, and I'll share with you a little bit why. um, uh, why, This is, um, while they're piling on, against Trump, what they're doing is going after you. Trump said at one point with the weaponized DOJ and the FBI, he said, this is about you, America. Well, you know what? That's true. The FBI and the DOJ, how they went after Trump, that's about you, America. That's how much they hate you. Well, let me tell you, these Republican leaders right now who are literally the ones responsible for any failures we had, it's about you, America. It's about them trying to seize upon. They literally, literally threw some of these campaigns and some of these races towards the Democrats so that they could then throw Trump under the bus. And why did they want to throw Trump under the bus? Because they want to get rid of you, 75 million MAGA voters. That's what it's about. Coming up at the bottom half of the hour, we've got Congressman Andy Biggs is going to be here. We're going to take a break right now and we come back. We're going to we're going to share with you some comments that are being made by others. And we're going to and we're going to pick that apart. And I'm going to share with you why we need to be very wary right now of the push for DeSantis. Yeah, I said it. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170. The answer San Diego FM 96.1 and streaming all over the world. You're listening to The Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. 
Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. By the way, I think we are back on Facebook Live. Y'all been asking for us to return to Facebook Live. And please do go to the Answer San Diego Facebook page right now. And we're streaming live there. And please share that stream. I know it's been a it's been a minute since we've been on there. Um, listen, yeah. full stop. Full stop. We're back on Facebook. So go share that. So appreciate you guys being on there. Got a message from somebody. Mike, he says he called the AK hotline last night uh, because he was working. Hope his comment went through. It did, Mike. I didn't know that was you, my dear friend. Thank you for calling in. And you guys can call our 24-hour hotline anytime you want. The line is open right now. The live line, 888-344-1170. Would love to hear from you, especially if you are a U.S. Marine. If you want to call in, I would, and tell us about your time of service. Where were you stationed? Where'd you go through basic? Um, And I would love to thank you for your service. Appreciate that. I also want to hear from you if... Where you're at with the Trump versus DeSantis thing, I, I at the open of the show, I was talking about how the piling on of Trump, the concerted, coordinated piling on of Trump by Repu- current Republican officials, past Republican officials, mouthpieces in the media, ha- you know, to me is an, is an assault on me. It's an assault on MAGA. And I think that and, and, and that's in part of what they're trying to do is cause a, a lot of infighting between the Republican Party. Uh, I I think that Trump should not take the bait on it. I think that he's hurting himself by attacking DeSantis, and he's attacked him repeatedly in the past few days. Um, I, so what I would suggest is what we need to do is we need to not focus on that, in my opinion. We need to not focus on the Trump versus DeSantis thing. I'm seeing a lot of comments from people that, and I get it, you, you don't think Trump should be saying anything negative about DeSantis at this point. We don't need, it. Uh, Trump has taken the bait a little bit right now because look at what he has been through as a human being. Look at what he has been through with this weaponized government. And I don't know that it's the best thing that he's doing with making these comments. Um, but I got to give him I got to give him some grace on that, given the way everything that he's been through to see people that he supported coming out against him. Like, let's talk about Lieutenant Virginia, Lieutenant Governor, who dared on the Marines on the on the uh, birthday of the U.S. Marines to say this today. Clip five. But. When we look at the mission, and as a Marine, we're looking at the mission, and, you know, the voters have spoken, and they have said that they want a different leader. And a true leader understands when they have become a liability. A true leader understands that it's time to step off the stage, and the voters have given us that very clear message. Shame on you, lady. Shame in you, especially using the backs of the U.S. Marines to talk about mission on the birthday of the U.S. Marine. You ought to be glad that my daddy is and in I his like grave. The moment she's talking about. Yeah, my daddy, my daddy is rolling. My daddy, the Marine, is rolling over on his grave because let me tell you what he would say. The mission is the mission is MAGA. The mission is MAGA, and that is what you and the rest of these Republicans that are trying to to choke out Trump. You're trying to choke out MAGA, and shame on you. What is MAGA about? What is Trump about? It's about America first. It's about it, it's about uh, uh, national sovereignty with not not having an open border. It's, it's, uh, it's 180 degrees from what they stand for, Andrew. Exactly. 
MAGA is about America first. It's about uh, not have not just having uh, sealed borders and national sovereignty at our southern border. It's also about our economic border and not spending 30-something trillion dollars in debt, not trying to d- break the backs of the energy sector so that they can, under the phony guise of climate change, try to usher us into the Great Reset. It's not about endless wars in which there's no mission and the terms of engagement and the rules of engagement for our military is to make them sacrificial lambs to the Taliban. It's not Andrew, how many wars were you under, under Trump? None. 20 years. You want to talk about mission, lady? Coming out against Trump. And by the way, let's just let's go back and address which the voters have spoken. No, they have not. First of all, they have not. Not completely. We know that he's won 175 out of his nine endorsements, but the, but for them to be coming out, and they're doing this right now, they're aiding and abetting the steal that's taking place in Arizona right now that they're not going to get away with. They're doing this intentionally right now and piling on on Trump right now in advance of the Arizona results. The voters haven't spoken. We don't know the results of the most important consequential MAGA candidate in American history besides Trump, and that's Carrie Lake as governor. So why are they saying the voters have spoken? They haven't. That's nonsense, lady. We don't know the results of the of the um, Blake Masters race. We don't know the results of the races in Nevada. And, and Georgia is going into a runoff. So don't tell me that the voters have spoken. And by the way, um, the voters have spoken. So I guess we're just going to completely ignore the theft that's taken place and all the fraud that's taken place and the Project Veritas videos that came out of Philadelphia to where inside of a polling station, poll workers were directing people to vote 100% on a Democrat down ballot ticket. This was a woman who rode, who rode Trump's coattails into being lieutenant governor in Virginia and now was piling on with the, with the Republican establishment to try to get rid of Trump. The very people that are coming after Trump today, like I've already said, and that are blaming Trump are uh, the very people that threw, that, that intentionally cost us elections. One of the, let, let's talk about the voters have spoken. Hmm. Okay, let's say there wasn't any fraud in Philadelphia. Let's say everything was on the up and up. Why did Doug Mastriano lose the governor's race? That was a Trump, that was a Trump uh, endorsed candidate. Hmm. Could it could it be because Karl Rove, the architect of um, uh, the architect of failure, in my opinion, it did, didn't help anybody win after George W. Bush, the architect of failure, Karl Rove and his Crossroads America Pact actually spent money and funded the campaign of Doug Mastriano's Democrat opponent, Karl Rove. Yeah, nice. Here's Paul Ryan, speaking of the architect of failure. Here's the former Speaker of the House, who only was Speaker of the House in the first two years of the Republican administration, the Trump administration, because people held their nose. We faced a choice in 2016. You want to talk about the voters uh, speaking? We faced a choice in 2016 to hold our nose and continue to vote for these crap weasel rhinos that had done nothing to fulfill any of their campaign campaign obligations because we were told, what are we going to do? Have Trump in the White House and then not have control of the of the Senate and the House? So we held our nose and continued to vote for crap weasels like Paul Ryan. And he, uh, who, who, by the way, do I need to rewind and refresh everybody's memory to the debate that he had when he was the vice presidential candidate for the Republican Party and got crushed by Joe Biden in a vice presidential debate? 
This man is nothing but a, but a New World Order globalist loser. But here's what he had to say today. Clip three. I think we're going to have to do a lot of soul searching and, you know, head scratching and, and, and looking through and parsing the numbers as to why we didn't perform as well as we would have liked to have. Why do you think it is? I mean, I think Trump's kind of a drag on our ticket. I think I think Donald Trump um, gives us problems politically. We lost the House, the Senate and the White House in two years when Trump was on the ballot or in office. And I think we just have some Trump, Trump hangover. I think he's a drag on our on our on our offices. No, what he's a drag on is the establishment and the uniparty system. That's what he's a drag on, Paul Ryan. Do we need to do? I don't have time to sit here and list all the failures of Paul Ryan, including the fact that he and Mutt Romney laid down a red carpet for Barack Obama to waltz back into the White House in 2012. And while Paul Ryan refused to fund the wall, this is the same Paul Ryan, by the way, who gave Barack Obama every dime that Barack Obama wanted, including funding refu- the refugee program that led to Americans being slaughtered in the streets, that Paul Ryan. And then Paul Ryan, after he and the, all the Republicans had promised multiple things to the voters in 2010 and 2012 and 2014, they promised to seal the border. They promised to repeal and replace Obamacare. And then Trump gets into office and Paul Ryan wouldn't give him a dime for the border. And meanwhile, what was Paul Ryan doing in his home state? Building a big, fat, beautiful wall around his house. That's what Paul Ryan was doing. The only reason why Paul Ryan was still in office in 2016 was because of Trump. They think we're stupid. They think you're stupid. Here's... Paul Ryan's Fox News mouthpiece, Jesse Waters, talking today. And I want to address this because one of the false narratives that's coming out, too. And by the way, Paul Ryan uh, talking about Trump losing the midterms. Trump wasn't responsible for losing the midterms. Who was responsible for that? The Republican Party. Let's talk about in California. We all went to bed the night of the midterms in 2018 in California, thinking every Republican in Southern California won re-election, only to wake up the next day and find out they had lost because the Democrats were ballot harvesting and the Republicans ignored it. Didn't do a thing about it. Right. That was the Republican Party failure that we lost in the midterms in 2018. And that was the ballot harvesting was on top of the fact that if they had honored their agreements to the voters and done what the voters wanted them to do, they would have sailed into reelection. I said that on another show earlier today, Andrew. I think California is far more conservative than we actually are led to believe. The bottom line is any failures in terms of losses of elections that have taken place since Trump came down the escalators is squarely on the Republican establishment. You want to talk about him? Oh, oh, he lost in 2020. I'm not going to put up with another. Who are you out there is continue to give money to the RNC, by the way. Trump is not the reason why. He's not in the White House after 2020. That election was stolen, stolen. And the Republican Party is aiding and betting and enabling the theft going on right now. Every one of those five contested states was Republican controlled legislatures. They wanted Trump to lose. They made that happen. Just like they wanted Trump to lose in these midterms. This was not, oh, oh, we've got a candid quality problem. Really? Dr. Oz? Was poor quality compared to Fetterman? Are you kidding me? Do, do the Democrats criticize their candidate quality? 
No, they unite. They unite. Even around somebody who's walking, who's who's barely standing upright and can't complete a sentence. That's who the Democrats rally around. The Republicans come out and bash their candidates. Why? Because they're MAGA candidates. The difference is with Carrie Lake is that first of all, she, well, I, I will say that there is a, there is a difference between a Carrie Lake who's just an amazing, such a superstar as a candidate that none of those crap weasel Republican establishment tricks would work on her to derail her. Right. But you think about the man who's, who's the, who is supposed to be in line to be Senate majority leader, bad mouthing Republican candidates. Pulling money from from candidates that were close races that they could help get over the line. The Republican establishment is your enemy. We're going to take a break. We come back. We are having to reschedule Congressman Biggs until a little bit later in the show. He's actually at a Freedom Caucus event tonight, so he's going to be on about an hour from now. I'm going to address some other false narratives coming out, even including some MAGA conservatives that has to do with our election. So we're going to talk about that when we get back. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170. The Answer, FM 96.1, is streaming all over the world. Andrea K. Telling you like it is while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. I am um, 100% going to win. I have absolute 100% confidence that I will be the next governor of Arizona. And I think the Republican Party should continue along with America First policies like we are, with solutions, common sense solutions. You see this with Christy Noem. You see it with Governor Yunkin. You see it uh, with uh, with DeSantis in Florida. The same type of policies, America First policies that we saw with President Trump are what we are putting forth. We need to help all Americans. If you look at my policies, they will help all Arizonans. It doesn't matter if they're Democrat or Independent or Republican. And I think President Trump is still the leader of this Republican Party. I I personally hope that he runs again. I think he will run. And if he does, I think he will win. We need a President Trump to go in there and fix all the damage that Joe Biden has inflicted on this country. And I'm rooting for President Trump. I think we have a great bench with people like Ron DeSantis. And he's young. I think he's in his 40s. So we've got a long future of just Republican after Republican after Republican in the White House. Future. Should we call her Governor-elect Carrie Lake yet? She's 100% certain, so might as well. Well, according to uh, Taylor Boyers, I think his name, he's on Charlie Kirk's team, based out of Arizona, and he is so deep in the weeds of everything, that how, the entire system that takes place there, how how the, the ballots are rounded up, every polling station, where it is, the history of how they've changed the voting system there. He knows everything about turnout and ver- mail-in ballots versus this kind of ballot versus that kind of ballot, and they are on it there. And according to him and others, there is literally no pathway for Katie Hobbs to legitimately win the governor's race in the state of Arizona. They, all the ballots that are left to be brought in and counted supposedly are from Republican areas and they are breaking at least 85% or, or around 75 to 85% for Carrie Lake. So and, pretty much what happened last time. They're just trying right, to delay the inevitable. Right. Harmeet Dillon has been on the ground and as Maricopa County has been coming out and Democrats 
Democrats have been trying to spin that Hobbs is up. This is such a game being played on the minds of the American people. They want you to be looking on that screen and seeing Hobbs up over Lake and Hobbs up over Lake because this is all about trying. She is the number one. You got to ask yourself, America, why the state of Florida with 20 something million Voters, 20-something million residents, I believe. I don't know what percentage of those are voters. They had all their results in. But a state with only 2 million uh, people, I think it is, um, f- just tiny compared to Florida, is now not going to get us our results for a week. Harmeet Dillon tweeted out today. She said what they're doing is in order to push the false narrative that, you know, Katie Hobbs is in the lead and likely to win, they're not just buying themselves time. It's aiding and abetting the Republican Party trying to take out Trump. Um, it, it's it's also about um, it, well, it's, that's really what it's about. I think there's a coordination between the Democrats right now because you don't hear anything from the Republican talking to party talking about Arizona. You don't hear Paul Ryan and others talking about what's going on in Arizona. Why isn't our Republican governor? Why isn't why isn't our candidate Blake Masters? Where are the results? Where are the results? Why are you playing games like this? No, it's all about Trump. It's all about trying to take out Trump and the uniparty system. The Democrats and the Republican establishment have the same goal. Well, it goes back to what Wayne Allen Root said last night. You and I have been thinking about it. And you know what? If Trump wasn't a threat, they would not be trying to stir all this trouble between DeSantis and Trump. So that is the number one goal. Right. And I don't I, I don't know. I don't necessarily believe that DeSantis is not MAGA or any less MAGA than Trump. I don't necessarily believe that because Ron DeSantis was visited by the establishment that he's an establishment guy compared to Trump. Because let me remind you, what did Trump do? As soon as he got the nomination, he began to partner with the establishment. He hired Rance Priebus, who was the head of the RNC, as his chief of staff. He he party he partnered with the establishment and they and they threw him under the bus every chance they could get and basically led him like a lamb to slaughter to coup attempt after coup attempt after coup attempt. Right. So the fact that DeSantis has had conversations with the establishment doesn't mean he's any less MAGA. And that's why I would ask Trump to stop bashing him. What we need to be focusing on right now is not 2024. We don't need to feed the monster of the Uniparty by talking about 2024. The number one, what we need to be doing, if we care about saving this country, is we need to be, and and I would also ask Trump to reschedule his nomination announcement until after uh, got to get Walker over the line. Some people are saying now even conservatives and MAGA, so many people are buying into the fact that, you know, oh, Trump is a divider. You know, that's going to hurt Herschel Walker, getting Herschel Walker over the line. That could not be further from the truth. Another false narrative. I want to shift to another false narrative that even many of MAGA are falling prey to is this idea that we lost in some of these key races like Fetterman race because of early voting and Republicans are stupid to not get on board with early voting and waiting till election day to vote. Um, and I've heard this from uh, people within MAGA, people that I respect. And also here is mouthpiece for Paul Ryan and Fox News and the uniparty system. Jesse Walters talking about that today. Clip one. This early voting thing, Republicans have to get a handle on. We show up on Election Day and Democrats show up weeks before Election Day, day after day after day. 
What's the Republican strategy on early voting? I don't know. Do you? I'd like to find out because the Democratic machine in Philly and all over Pennsylvania is grinding out early votes at a crazy clip. And come Election Day, Republicans have a big mountain to climb. Unless we have a game plan for these mail-in ballots and early voting, this is deja vu. Here's the plan. We don't early vote. We get out of the business of early voting. We get out of the business of mail-in ballots. We get out of the business of any measure of convenience that leaves way to fraud. There's your answer. What do we, why, why, why is anybody arguing today for early voting? And let me tell you another reason why. If, well, first of all, got a mountain to climb. What do you mean a mountain to climb? There's X number of, there's X number of votes, right? So it, what, I don't even understand, got a mountain to climb. If there's 100,000 people voting, and let's say we don't have a rigged election, does it really matter if 30,000 vote early and the other 70,000 vote on? on? It, it, it's not as though there's just an endless number of votes out there and we got to get in early and start voting over and over and over again. It's not like it's not like you're trying to vote for your American Idol contestant and you better you better get on the line or start texting early so you can get 100,000 votes in. It's not how it works. What kind of nonsense is this? The solution for all of this... Is what DeSantis did in Florida. They still have too much early voting, in my opinion, in Florida, but at least they got rid of the mass mail in ballots. Got rid of that. They got rid of ballot harvesting. They've got an election police force. And they've got voter ID. The solution is not, gee, how do we get in on all these conveniences? No, we remove the conveniences. We follow we follow France's and, and Mexico's blueprint. And then, and then everybody on the, how about we all go back to election day? Alan Dershowitz said today, not exactly a conservative or MAGA, he said today, unless you are in a military or disabled and have a physical reason why you can't get to the polls, you vote on election day. And if you don't, you don't vote. That's right. This is just another stupid excuse to justify what's happening in Arizona and other places in Nevada. Stupid excuse to not call out the fraud that's taking place in our elections. Another stupid excuse to try to blame everybody but the people responsible. And that's the Republican Party. That's them not funding. Oh, and Jesse Waters went on to say today, where's all this money? And, and I've heard others say, where's all this money that Trump earned uh, to, to fight election fraud? Oh, you mean the $400 million that went into Ronna McDaniel's pocket as the head of the RNC? Is that the war chest That's you're talking about? Yeah, that is a good question. Yeah, that is a good question. Why was, it pro- why was Project Veritas in a polling place in Philadelphia documenting the, the electioneering, the illegal activity taking place and not the RNC? Here, have a Democrat ballot. And why would anybody who cares about our elections support early voting when it paves the way for for voters to um, to vote too early when something can come up, when something can come up to, uh, you know, to uh, affect their vote and make them have buyer's remorse? Many voters had no idea until well past they had cast their early vote for Fetterman to where because he was forced to debate Dr. Oz. It was only then that many voters realized the extent of his his brain injury. Too late. They had already cast their vote. There should be nobody. There should be nobody trying to justify right now 
early voting. It doesn't make it, it doesn't make any sense. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to be talking about who is the former Republican today that's in full on election denial mode. <laughs> Funny how if you're a Republican or MAGA and you questioned a 2020 election, you're thrown in the gulag. But if you're a former Republican questioning a Republican win, it's okay to be an election denier. We're going to play that when we come back. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170. The answer, FM 96.1 and streaming all over the world. Dynamite in a dress or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on the answer, San Diego. Marines. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. I'm sorry to inflict that pain on y'all for me singing uh, one of my favorite songs of all time. First song I ever learned to play on the organ. Joining me now, we're going to go to the phones because it looks like we got a real life hero, a U.S. Marine on the line with us. Sean joins us now. Hello, Sean. Welcome to the Andrea K. Show. Hi, Andrea, and that was actually bravo, bravo. <laughs> so tell, well, done. well, well, well yeah. done for you. Thank you for calling in tonight, and I appreciate yeah, your service. Yeah, tell me about your time sure. in, in the Corps. Um, it was short and simple, four years in the 90s, early 90s, right before the Iraqi war. I was 2542, uh, handling uh, top-secret uh, top information, passing, you know, top secret information back and forth from uh, vessels to uh, base. And uh, yeah, it was, it was a good, it was a good opportunity uh, to learn about everything, discipline, what have you. I went to uh, MCRD. You asked where we, uh, you know, did boot camp MCRD. Mm-hmm. Uh, I qualified as a, a squad leader right off the bat. Wow. And um, yeah, it was quite amazing. Uh, I got to give credit to God because uh I'm five six, and these guys are mostly uh, what six three. Yeah. And so I was, you know, I was a little under gun there, but uh, I just had the courage and the you know to go forward, and you know came out uh, first uh, private first class out of boot camp. So nice uh, did that for my dad. Yeah. Aww. But anyway, I just wanted to say thank you for um, you know representing uh, the Marine Corps, and you're a little devil dog. I know. Yeah. I hear it when you talk about it. So, yeah, and, uh, as far as the elections, uh-huh. um, I just want to say, you know, I think it would be nice if we push, uh, if we ever get the chance to push, we should have a federal holiday. You, you talked about people, you know, going to, to vote in person. And a lot of times people just, uh, myself, uh, everyone, you know, has a problem getting to election day yeah. um, before the polls close, you know. So I think it would be a good thing to have a federal holiday. Mm-hmm. actually give people a chance to go to vote. I agree with you. I agree with you. If if they if the if everybody is so concerned about voting access and people being disenfranchised, let's make it a national holiday. 
That's the convenience that we need. We don't need mail-in ballots and all these other ways and these machines that break down and have all kinds of shenanigans and things happening. And these people, these like the the Wisconsin Election Commission, just flat out breaking the law like they did with mail-in ballots and ballot drop boxes that the courts, you know, because it was too late. There were so many different things that went wrong illegally that were fraudulent that took place in 2020. Some of those things are still in play today. And that shouldn't be happening right. is no excuse Sean for in the United States of America where we are two days later and we're we're being told by Arizona that one of the most important races in this country we won't know the result till next week and it also is is outrageous that the woman running for governor is in charge of counting the votes against the person running against her right, that shouldn't right, be happening right. in the US and right. you know um, your brothers right. and sisters in arms and those before us and all the branches you know, sacrificed so much, many of them sacrificing their lives for our freedoms and to see our elections being, you know, being um, just corrupted is just it just breaks my heart. And yeah. well, yeah, we're all with you on that. That's true. Well, thank I you. Have a question for you, though. Sure. What do you think about if Carrie Lake, you know, if for some reason she doesn't um, make it into governor, what do you think about having Trump and her ticket? I would love that. My preferential ticket would actually be Trump and DeSantis, and I and that's one reason why. Yeah, because the 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 thing with Carrie Lake as a VP, she's got the messaging, she's got the brains, she's MAGA. She does not have. She has not held held public office. And even though, you know, arguments could be made that Barack Obama really hadn't done anything either as a, as a state senator or as a senator, he was in office for barely any time before he became president. Ron DeSantis has a record as governor that is absolutely extraordinary. And I would love and I think he's and I think that his his fierceness, his brains, his brawn going against wokeism as VP would really propel that ticket. It just, uh, you know, skyward in a way that even Carrie, I, I want Carrie Lake to get some time under her feet as an elected official running a state because I see her as the first woman president. And I think oh, she, yeah. yeah, I think she sees that too. And I, th- and she actually, a uh, reporter said, are you going to, you know, be VP in a couple years or whatever? And she said, no, oh, really? she really, oh. yeah, she really wants to be, she really wants to be governor for eight years. Um, so would, oh, would okay. I, would I love her on the VP ticket? Sure. But my first choice is actually DeSantis. And that's why I really don't like huh. this infighting going on, oh, um, yeah, between yeah, Trump yeah. and DeSantis. Um, cause I think Carrie Lake is governor for now. A DeSantis's VP, and then he takes over for P, and then maybe he brings Carrie Lake in as his VP, and then she ends up as president. That's kind of the trajectory I would like to see. Sean, thank you for calling in. I appreciate okay. it, and thank you for your service. Thank you so much. All right. Have a good night. Love thank, listening to your show. Bye thank bye. you, sweetheart. Um, what do you guys think? What do you guys think? Tr- uh, Trump DeSantis ticket with DeSantis's VP? Do you want to see DeSantis at the top of the ticket? Do you think that Trump just just isn't isn't the torchbearer for us going forward in 2024. Do you think we shouldn't even be thinking about 2020? To me, I want to get Carrie Lake over the finish line. I want Adam Laxalt over the finish line. I want Blake Masters over the finish line. I want Herschel Walker over the finish line. I want to secure our governorships and Congress. That's my priority. We're going to take a little break. When we come back, we've got more to share with you guys. What celebrity, by the way, what celebrity, by the way, had an important message for Christians in regards to the midterms that I think everybody needs to hear. We'll share that with you. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.